This podcast is for information and education to investors and is not financial advice. Investments and trading carry risks to your capital as well as potential rewards. If you are unsure of any investment decision, you should seek a professional financial advisor. Busy. Basically, I'm saying, you look at the line to busy signal. Hey, hey, testing one tree. Me not guess too what about you. Testing, 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 testing. It's going after me. Step out in a me. Black, I'm black. And I'm in two of one chat. Yo, 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 this is Trading Trenches, your number one podcast for trading news and views, helping you navigate the financial markets. Today is the 16th of January, 2021. It's your boy, Nathan. It's your boy, Warren. And today we're here to discuss the cost of COVID. The cost of COVID. Wow. What a year and what a year to come. Episode five. And in today's episode, we're going to really discuss what the actual financial implications of COVID will have. Um, So, Nathan, we're going to just try and break down, for the viewers that are listening, what's actually happened during the weekend. Um, So we had Joe Biden, the newly elected president. He has announced that he's going to release 1.9 trillion trillion into the USA, and we've got to basically break down what that would mean for every USA taxpayer and the consequences of having 1.9 trillion of debt further down the line. Nathan, yeah, so. Yeah, so I guess when you think about it, after COVID, um, or we're still in COVID really, but last year, uh, 2020, governments all around the world were thinking of ways to help workers that were you know, in bad situations, either they couldn't work, um, they were helping businesses that couldn't open. And so there were many stimulus packages um, up and down the, the world. Um, now we're looking even into 2021, there's more stimulus packages being released. So that 1.9 trillion package that Joe Biden has announced um, is going to be similar really to the 2020 packages in, it will include furlough payments, it will include, you know, the bounce back loan payments, um, and it will include sort of retention schemes to help businesses keep workers in jobs. Also the UK, um, Last year had, you know, many stimulus packages. The latest one was a 284 billion package with an additional 50 billion to come this year. Um, So we're just really looking at all those costs and how they're going to have an implication to come. Yeah, because you might get lost in the numbers. I mean, we're talking about trillions here. Yeah. Billions. So we just really want to see where what's gonna go what's gonna happen after this um the fact that we're taking out so much debt already in 2021 21 what is the implications of this yeah uh, nathan what would you think yeah so i mean just looking at the packages you know in the us there was stimulus checks um for everyone that was getting 
earning less than 75k um you know they they've already received a, a few packages um but the latest one will have an additional 1400 dollars for everyone um and even in the uk if you got a business everyone was getting up to 50k as well as furlough payments um so yeah it's a good question like what is all this money going to lead to um and i guess really it's two things really either inflation down the line or um higher taxes to pay for some of this these um these bailouts yeah i mean it's quite obvious really i mean inflation i would say definitely has to happen unfortunately for us but it just makes sense i mean if you're pumping 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 money into this economy from out of nowhere essentially that really does devalue devalue every dollar every pound that's in that current system so that that basically is what inflation is um however there's another definition that nathan would want to touch upon yeah i mean it's a good point just looking just touching on that point you just mentioned warren um when you think about it and this is an amazing stat that last year in both the uk and the us between 25 and 30 percent of all the pounds and dollars ever created were created last year so wow wow i mean it's it's like if you had a pound in your pocket they're just it just really devalued 25 percent in like if you think of it in terms of total supply if you think of it that way so that's the first point um but yeah i mean inflation is really the amount that your currency is devalued each year um and governments around the world they try and keep that to two percent a year um so that's the target generally um how do they calculate that two percent what they do is they look at a, a a typical basket of goods that people buy in the shop so it could be what like such as milk eggs yeah yeah bread that sort of stuff, yeah. All those sort of things. So they look at the average market. So it's called CPI, Consumer okay. Price Index. So it's just what new normal consumers buy every week um, for the kind of you know household goods, that sort of thing. Um, and as long as that's in the 2% kind of range, they're happy. Yeah. However, it doesn't really take into all expenses that a normal working individual would have, such as property prices um traveling to work so you have to really take into consideration that two percent does not consider your transport to work which is a major major expense for a lot of us including myself and your property price which is all that that is always appreciating every year yeah so that two percent I, to be honest, it could be 3% or 25 We don't know, but it's much more than 2% if I, if I was to have a guess. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, the average person also has, as you said, travel costs, petrol costs, things like, you know, property. So that could be rent or a mortgage um, and also just asset prices. So if you ever want to buy stocks, shares, um gold, silver, that sort of thing, they're going up a lot faster than the 2%. Um, And so inflation normally impacts P 
people that don't have assets more because okay. if you've got asset, if you've got, you know, 10 properties, you've got lots of shares, you're quite happy because you can see your shares going up and your property going up. But if you've mm -hmm. only got, you know, bills, um, your rent's probably going to go up more than 2%. Your, yeah. your fuel prices might go up more than 2%. Um, yeah. And so that 2%, actually, when you look at it, you might feel a lot poorer if your employer, for example, only says, okay, we're going to increase your salary by 2%, which a lot of employers do do. All right. So, Nathan, what would you say to counteract um, inflation? What is the best tools put in place today that an investor can do to really combat that 2%? Yeah, so I guess I kind of touched on them already. Um, it's really being, being in assets that are going to outpace inflation. So the, the funny thing is, like, if we like, take a little step back down memory lane, um, you might remember this one, well, I'm sure I do. When I was little... You're I a bit older going, than me, actually. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, would think. I, I remember going to the bank. <laughs> I remember going to the bank, putting in, I don't know, 50 pounds 100 pounds whatever and seeing a little interest column um and the bank would give me four percent five percent six percent okay now yeah. now if you go to the bank how much is interest is your bank giving you what 0.5 yeah so the cash that you've got cannot keep up even with the two percent that they're saying you know they're saying they're saying inflation's at the least is two percent but even the bank interest rates aren't 2%. So I guess the first thing to say is, well, we're no longer getting at least an inflation hedge from interest rates by keeping your money in the bank. All yeah, right. So I, I guess that's the that. first thing. The next thing you've got to look at is assets. So property and shares have traditionally gone up by more than 2% each year. So year on year, on average, um, and I guess it, it all depends on the year, but properties and shares can go up five to 10% each year, mm -hmm. roughly, you know, depending on location and all that sort of thing for property and depending on what shares it is. Now, I guess in the first instance, the, the best hedge is, you know, property and shares, really. Um, that's the first kind of hedge that people use. And if you look at last year, particularly, it was, they talked about this K-shaped recovery, because if you mm -hmm. think about it, last year was the biggest recession since the 1930s. Um, wow. Obviously, economy shut down, nothing's open. Um, and that makes sense, right? So we've had the yeah. biggest recession of all time. But at the same time, the stock prices were at an all-time high. Yeah. So you've got the economy going one way. And normal people's earnings and businesses, you know, earning less. But at the same time, the shares are all-time high. And the reason a lot of people are saying, and what I think is, is that shares have become a store of value. And people are no longer investing to, let's say, um, based on a business's ability to make a profit. They're now investing because they think, well, either I keep this money in the bank and lose five, 10% or 
or yeah. I put in shares and it goes up and I gain five to ten percent. Well, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's a no-brainer. Yeah. So um, we, j- I just want to touch upon um, those stats that you mentioned earlier on in the episode. Yeah. So we had one point nine trillion. Yeah. That the USA have announced that they are going to release. Now we've got three hundred and thirty billion in total for yeah. 2021 and 2020 that the UK have released. Yeah, I mean, now, this if, is a lot of money. Yeah, just just to um, add to that, I mean, we haven't gone through all of the amounts, but in 2020, that's not just the only bailouts. You know, the UK, when the first bailout was about 600 billion, before that later 280, and in the US, they've already had about three or four trillion on top of the 1.9 trillion that's about to be released. So crazy. massive amounts, massive amounts. Crazy. So, so yeah, that, that overall amount, how do you think that's going to get paid, Nathan, back? <laughs> um, well, it's, it's, if we look at what's happened in the past to kind of try and predict what's going to happen in the future, if we look at 2008 was like the last time we had massive bailouts to deal with the, the great financial crisis, um, the governments did two things. They printed a lot of money, um, so quantitative easing, lowering interest rates, and that's why we're still at 0%. So they try and inflate their way out of debt. So right, the, okay. more, the more money that they come out with, the less relevant all the debt that they have is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, it's a it's kind of a road to nowhere, right? It's like, it's like us. Let's say we're in debt of I don't know a hundred k. It's like us borrowing more and more debt to pay off the old debt. It just means you've rob, got new rob, debt. You're basically robbing Peter to pay Pam. So yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So um, you're on a road to nowhere. And then I guess the other thing, what we had was austerity. So I don't know if you remember when the uh, Conservative came in, um, Conservative government came in, they came in kind of saying that they were going to balance the books. um, And what we saw was taxes go up. We saw a lot of public jobs getting lost. um, And we saw kind of this austerity measure or measures. Um, So that's another possibility. Fair enough. And in terms of like the average taxpayer like myself, um, what would you say that the knock-on effect would be for for me or anyone else later down the line, be it a year, two years after coronavirus? Yeah, possibly taxes go up. I mean, we have to see what happens. That's a possibility, though. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Well, we don't actually know exactly what will happen in the future um, based on the consequences of coronavirus but we can predict that a lot more money will be printed out this year alone i would predict maybe another three trillion Mm. potentially yeah Uh, worldwide why not and with that alone with 2020s figures it's quite bleak, really, um, yeah, when you really take into consideration that our total amount. Yeah. Sorry, Nathan, go on. No, I was just going to say, it's bleak if you don't have any assets. And so, I guess... You have to hedge. get assets, people. Assets. Stocks, yeah. 
property, Bitcoin. Just look, diversify your options. Yeah, yeah and if, if you look at it, um, the only asset class, and you know, this is another plug for Bitcoin, one of our favorites, is that the only asset to outstrip the money supply that's been released has been Bitcoin. Um, traditionally, gold and silver have also done quite well when there's been a lot of inflation. Okay. Why is that then? Um, well, what you have to look at is limited supply versus unlimited supply. So mm -hmm. when we look at the dollar, the pound and other fiat currencies, what we're seeing is that, you know, 25% of the dollar was released last year, let's say, and similar amounts for the pound. What happens if that happens another year, another 25%? Then in two years, your money supply would have almost, you know, doubled or the value of your money in terms of the total supply would have almost halved. Now, gold, I think they only create 2% a year. So traditionally, it's been a good hedge against more and more money. And then Bitcoin, we know that's got a limited supply of 21 million coins. Yeah. So because of that finite supply, it does well against an infinite supply of money. Yeah, that's that would make sense actually. That would that would make sense. Um, I think that's it for today. Um, yeah, we we basically just covered our views on um, the spending that has happened over the last two years, and we're gonna just wait to see what happens. I'm quite really excited, really, to see how the governments are gonna try and bail us out again. Um, and we'll just sit tight and see. So that's episode five of Trading Trenches. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to us. Um, be sure to look us up on YouTube now. Um, please subscribe to our channel as we grow um, and Spotify as well. And like, subscribe, and just follow us on our journey as we trade in the trenches. Boom. Take care, guys. Have a lovely right. day. Bye now.